if you see two blind men fighting, how do you get them to stop? All you really have to do is simply shout out, I'm betting on the one with the knife. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Hi there and welcome, welcome back. Thanks for being a part of this little journey. I have a little bit of explaining to do in order to clean up uh, some tardiness of mine. I apologize once again that we are still working the bugs out of this wonderful adventure and we had another one. I got a... Um, I got an email from SoundCloud letting me know that some of the music I was using as bumpers and other (coughs) fill-ins, excuse me, um, was uh, was copyrighted and I needed to take it down or change some things or else uh, I would be in some severe violations. And of course, grown-up me knew this, um, but thought that fair use applied to doing portions of songs, but uh, apparently I went uh, over the line on that. So I had to go back and take care of uh, all 17 uh, of the podcasts that I've recorded already. I didn't want to just arbitrarily take them all down and and leave just an empty void. So I spent the past couple of days, in addition to working on a new project... um, Taking down all the uh, all the SoundCloud, the old SoundCloud uh, uh, podcasts of mine, uh, taking them back to the original recording and removing all the uh, the illegal music, so that I could repost them uh, in some semblance of uh, chronological order. I think it's fine on on iTunes. I think I got the metadata set just the right way for them. <clears throat> SoundCloud may still have them. Um, uh, jumbled a bit, but they're all back up, and they are all legal now, I think, <coughs> and uh, and all is well in the new world. So apologies for the delays and all of that. Um, this time of year gets super hectic. Uh, I will be uh, being a bit more diligent in my microphone duties and bringing the word back to you. Let's see, where have I been since we last talked I know I took a long, leisurely drive up to Pennsylvania. Um, Yeah, uh, boy, it has been a little time, hasn't it? I went to the, uh, before I get to that, I went to the final weekend at the Carolina Renaissance Festival and uh, opened my eyes a little bit to uh, to walking through it as a patron, which I just have not done in uh, quite some time, in at least 10 years, uh, back when the family used to go. And, um, boy, I was surprised by some things and, and, and the, the, some of the things that I had viewed as one way I I rediscovered in a completely different way. It was very interesting being a patron. And of course I, I got to speak to some friends that I, that I don't get to see all that often. And, uh, I had just a, a huge amount of people stopping me every, every so often asking, well, when is your next show? here at the Carolina Renaissance Festival because we want we, we came to see you and I had to let them down and say, well, I'm, I'm really just here playing right now. I'm not, I'm not doing a show today. But my last show is coming up on the 4th of December. Anyway, uh, so it was, it was fun. The weather was perfect. Uh, I saw some friends. I saw some great acts. Uh, 
and um, and I had a good couple of days just hanging out there and kind of just being me, which is that's always a bonus, right? And then the following weekend, I packed up a, a new rental car and drove up, <clears throat> taking the scenic route up to Pennsylvania to the Smoke and Mirrors Magic Theater, which is just outside of Philadelphia. If you look up Smoke and Mirrors Magic Theater on your web browser, you will find this fascinating little little theater that was built specifically for close-up magicians. Um, the gentlemen that run it were absolutely hospitable. The, the restaurant that's right across the street was amazing. I had two sold-out shows there, and they were they were a ton of fun. The people were amazing. The people were fabulous. And apparently I did a good job because they have invited me back for January 5th and 6th. <clears throat> so I'm going to make a return visit and do a Friday and Saturday night there. And then I'm going to do a workshop uh, for magicians on that Sunday, followed up by a workshop or a lecture for magicians um, that Monday. So the semi-northeast is going to get uh, a little... Hannibal attention. Had a great time, uh, even on just the drive, just watching things go by and thinking about, you know, where things are in my life and, and what's going on. And, and for those of you that haven't heard, um, I have been talking about my move, my uh, impending move to Los Angeles. And um, it's uh, another big step has been made. My roommates, Eddie and Lily and Rob, found a house. Uh, not too far from where they're living now, but uh, uh, they've they've shown me pictures of it, and I have a green backyard and, and a nice living space, and I'll be surrounded by people that care about me and really creative people uh, in their own really creative ways. So really looking forward to that. So the house has been leased. Uh, the contract has been signed, and all I really have to do now is get rid of all of my things. Uh, I, I want to empty my little honeycomb out, including a big portion of my library. Um, I, I literally want to um, pack up the, the belongings that I have in just a few boxes. Just keep a few precious things, a few mementos of times, and you know, and my clothes and the act, of course, and um, and start completely over in in L.A. So at some point, there'll be some online uh, shedding of, of, of materials and books and libraries and such things. And, uh, and then hopefully at the end, um, say mid-February, I will pack up and, and head west again on a very leisurely crawl. I want to see um, America. I want to see the United States between here and there. Um, I think I'm at the right age to just take that kind of a road trip and see what I discover um, coming out on the other side. Who am I? And why am I doing this? And um, I, I do it. I mean, I can answer this right away. I do it because I love it. I do it because it is uh, it's life-giving to me, performance and, and everything else. I saw a, a quote earlier this week about... Um, living for attention. And right now, of course, it escapes me because I'm trying to put it down uh, on the recording. But if I, uh, if I couldn't do this, I honestly don't know what else I would do. I suppose I would just get by. But I have, I have tasted the, the sweetness that is this life. 
and uh, and the very carnival-like atmosphere that I tend to constantly live in, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm, I'm very, very happy in my performance life. It takes a very special kind of mindset to do this kind of thing for a living. Um, the very first thing that prompts one to the stage or to a life of performance art or, or, or painting or sculpting or any, any kind of physical art is, is ego. You, you have something that you want to show off. And I have found, and I, I've been guilty of it myself, a lot of performers, a lot of artists spend an awful lot of time these days in fighting their own ego, in, in trying to suppress pride and love for the work that they do. And to, to a certain extent, of course, you can't, you can't become an asshole. You can't become so very arrogant in the work that you do. I mean, I, I guess you can. Some of the greatest artists in the, in the, in the history of art have been incredibly pretentious, um, over-the-top, uh, arrogant jerks. Uh, and their, their art doesn't really suffer for that. It's just the reputation that they gained. Um, and I guess the question a person has to ask themselves is, where do you draw the line as far as an arrogance goes? And does it, does it, um, does it color your perception of the art that they put out? And uh, on a human level, of course, uh, of course it does. Um, but you have to find the balance between overinflated ego, wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, wanting to be, you know, wanting to get a pat on the head or an attaboy or a, a punch on the shoulder, kind of a, you know, you, you did good to, there's a certain level of you can't care what they think about the art that you put out. You, you want the admiration, but you don't want to be told what to do. As an example, uh, I cannot tell you the number of times that people come up to me after a show and say, you know what you ought to do? I loved your act. I loved everything about it. It was so you. It was so perfectly you and so balanced. But you know what you ought to do? You ought to be trying this, or you ought to do this particular trick, or you should experiment with this kind of a prop. Or, and I know their intentions are well-meaning, but... It, 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 it makes me roll my eyes a little bit. You know, I've been doing this for decades, and I am not, you know, I'm not totally closed off to suggestion or, or finding inspiration through any kind of a medium. But I, 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 find it, I find it interesting that people who have no experience in performing or, or you know, they know what they like to see, and so they will, they will make their suggestions from the heart. And there's no animosity there whatsoever, but... It's, it's quite amusing, you know, thank you for your input um, to what you had to do, and uh, maybe someday that will spark something. I have, I have artistic and close friends that inspire me. I have the universe around me that inspires me. There's, there's all kinds of countless things that, that spark the, the imagination, but you can't force that. You can set up ideal conditions. You can hang out with the right kinds of people. You can surround yourself with positive things. And your odds of being inspired or becoming more positive are astronomically better. But you cannot just say, this is going to inspire me. This, this person will, will show me the way and the path that I have to go in. It doesn't, it doesn't quite work that way. So you, you have to be born 
with the um, desire to have your heart seen. And then you have to work up the courage to actually put it out there. It is, it is so much easier to just, you know, get a job that pays the bills and, and is respectable. I'm putting the word respectable in quotes right here. Um, or, or steady. My father, when I, when I began this, and I was in my, my mid-20s when I started doing this for a living, um, one of the talks we had about it was, he says, it's, you know, it's, it's not steady. It's not, you know, the money is never guaranteed. And, and I, I thought then, and I still, I still hold this, that the paycheck isn't guaranteed either. Things can change on a dime and a person can be out of work from something that they, that they don't like doing in a, in a heartbeat. So wouldn't you rather be doing something that you love uh, and struggling for money than doing something that you hate and struggling for money? And benefits and etc. Um, but uh, and I mentioned that uh, someone that I knew, someone who was kind of a an acquaintance rather than a friend, but somebody that I knew had just signed a contract in Las Vegas, a five year contract, and his salary was going to be somewhere in the in the range of like a a million and a half per year, um, plus living, plus expenses, plus insurance and plus everything, you know, he was, he was totally taken care of. And my father's response was, that's not steady money. What does he do after 10 years, you know, when the contract runs out? And that is a prevalent mindset. And in some minds, that constitutes fearful living. Um, living under the, the fear of poverty or living under the fear of how will I pay my next bill or living under the fear of even what will people think of me if I put my heart out there and, and stand up on a stage and proclaim that this is how I feel and this is the way I see the world and this is how I see love. And, and you have to find the bravery and the courage to stand up and put your feet under you and, and proclaim this is my art. Uh, but at the same time, you you don't um, where where does one draw the line as to as to what you're going to put out? Are you completely transparent? How much of the mask do you wear on stage? And further, and this is something that that I've been thinking of a lot lately, is where is the mask actually being worn? Am I wearing? Is the guy on stage? Is is Hannibal the magician? the real person or is Hannibal the friend, Hannibal the, the guy offstage, Hannibal the guy trying to sell his show, Hannibal the, you know, the guy behind the microphone. Where is the reality? Which mask is the real one? And the brutal honest answer is it's all of us. We have multi facets to our personalities and, and how we relate to each other. You don't you put on a different mask to your boss than you put on to your mother. You you uh, you put on a different face to the person you're in love with than you do to the the, the friend you see on the street. We, we are constantly putting on and taking off masks and, and altering the way we relate to people. And that's just human. That's We have that, that conscious effort to be able to change. But I am an actor. I am, I am a performer. I am always performing. 
I am choosing my words very carefully when I'm relating to you. And I am, I am keeping in mind the things that I'm simply not going to say when I'm in front of you. I'm conscious of your feelings. I'm conscious of the reaction I might get if I were just to spew everything that comes into my mind, which I tend to do on stage sometimes to my own detriment. But I'm looking at that. What do I put out? What do I keep in? And I would honestly love to live a life that is more free um, than I ever have. I would love the ability to simply say, this is the truth of who I am. This is what I'm all about. And I hope that you accept me for where I'm at. I get that freedom on stage. I get that ability to stand on my soapbox and say what I say. The last show at, uh, at Petra's, I laid a lot of it out on the line. This was just uh, last evening, but I laid a lot of that out on the line and, uh, and poured my heart right onto the stage. And I showed them exactly what I was about and they accepted it. Um, the new routine, the new, uh, the thing with walnuts, which has yet to be named completely, went over huge. I got, I got visible reactions that were different than other things that I do. You know, it's, it's like a story. There are ups and downs and laughters and, and shocks and things like this that happen. And, and I've, um, it's going into the act. I just have to figure out exactly where to put it in the act. It's a very, very powerful thing. It, it may replace something else. Um, but I haven't, haven't made that conscious choice yet. Um, it has been, uh, it has been troubling the past couple of days. There, there are friends that I know that are hurting. Um, there, there are friends that are facing some severe life choices. Um, you know, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? And, and I try to be the best friend that I can, and I try to have the hand there when I when I need to be, uh, despite the turmoil that my life is in right now. Uh, I haven't talked about it a lot, but the holidays are very, very painful for me. There is a bit more of a reconciliation between me and my oldest daughter right now than there has been in years past. And there has been some indication that uh, my second oldest um, is is. Is, is maybe not changing her mind, is maybe not retreating from what she believes about me, but has shown the willingness to perhaps forgive and move forward from this point um, and, and maintain a relationship um, as, uh, as father and daughter, which, which would be amazing. Uh, that's something I would absolutely cherish, and uh, I hope and pray for that to, uh, to be a thing. Uh, it means a tremendous amount to me. You know how I, I love hard and I love uh, fully and completely. And, and um, having those things taken away uh, was devastating. But it did help me grow and it did help me get to where I'm at now. And, and it gave me the courage and the strength to start, uh, you know, start new. Start with um, what's next? Where do I go from here? The first 26 years of my life... Uh, was me growing into, you know, and gaining the skills that it would take for me to become the magician. I didn't see it coming. I didn't plan for it to happen. It just, it was set up that way through the, the acting that I learned and the stories that I learned and the experiences that I had to the point where I first began and, and, and gaining the abilities to be able to tell the stories as well as I do. And so I spent the next 26 years being the magician and, and, and honing that skill and, 
and raising a family and doing all of those things, you know, and probably the hardest task I will ever face are those things. And at the end of that 26 years, uh, everything changed again. I'm still the magician. I'm still pursuing that, but there are other opportunities opening up for me. There may be acting opening up for me uh, without the magic. There may be uh, speaking engagements or speaking roles that may happen for me without uh, performing magic in them. Um, it's exciting and it's and it's scary and it's frightening, uh, and it's and it's amazing. It's incredible. I'm just I'm I'm watching everything unfold in front of me and trying my my darndest to keep my hands off of it and just let it happen naturally. Um, there's a possibility that I might be uh, writing uh, and starring in uh, the Orson Welles thing. I think I mentioned to you before the the, the magic and life uh, of a certain period of Orson Welles, who has always fascinated me as a character. And and these characters, these, uh, these masks that I put on and off, these abilities that I put out, the, the, the heart and the stories that I put out to the world, that is the magic that I'm trying to give. My whole point, I guess, in saying this is as, I, as I've always told you, you have abilities as well, and you can step on them and squelch them and, and hold them back and and maybe keep them you know only to yourself or or do what you do for for friends and family only. Or you can cast your net wide and and change the world and and reach out to a bigger audience or, or more people. And, and, and the choice is really yours. It's perfectly okay to live your life without an audience. Maybe there's just a few people that you need to affect. Maybe the, the message that you have or the skill that was put in your hands was there just for a very limited amount of people. You have to search your own heart and decide who you are and where you're going and what you're going to do with your gift. Your choice will be the right one. I guarantee you that your choice will be the right one. I would, I would ask you to soberly consider it and think about what it is, and and don't get to middle age or the end of your of your run and say, "Man, I wish I had done this." Go ahead and wish it now and make it happen now, because all you really own is this moment. You aren't your pain. You aren't the evil things that your mind tells you to do. You are better than you think you are. You are so much better than you think you are. And if you have in your ability right now the, the, the ability to listen to my voice, the, the technology to listen to this, you know, middle-aged card monkey spouting his philosophy out into, out into the ether, you're way ahead of most of the world. Just the ability to listen to this electronic message via voice, via a podcast or iPod or listening through your phone or whatever, you're way ahead of most of the world. America has become quite scary. No matter which side of the fence you sit on, and, and boy, I, first thing I would do is tear the fences down, take the walls out of the way. They're, they're a waste of time this side of the aisle or that side of the aisle and, and, and condemning the other side is simply showing your fear. 
And if you're going to do battle against evil, the first thing you got to stop doing is showing your fear. But no matter what side of the fence you are on, no matter which side of the wall you are standing on and saying this side is right, it's frightening. It, the world is, is, is getting cold and hard and, and self-centered. It, it's not do, you know, love your neighbor anymore. It's, it's be suspicious of your neighbor and, and be suspicious of people who are seeking freedom and seeking refuge. And it's all wrapped up in a package of, of security. You know, we're, we're trying to keep our borders secure. We're trying to keep our homes secure. I get that. I understand it. But you've got to understand also that's living in fear. That's saying I'm afraid of these people and I don't want to, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to try to comprehend their side. I don't want to open the doors wide and say let's just sit at the table and talk to each other. And, and come to some kind of understanding through love. And, and maybe I'm really simplistic, and I, I'll be the first to admit I don't understand politics and I don't understand fervent religion that says you have to do away with anyone who doesn't believe exactly the way that we do. I don't understand those things anymore. I thought I would become smarter as I got older, and I t- it turns out I don't. I'm getting less understanding of, of ideologies and and. Uh, us against them and and do or die. No, it's, it's do or do something else. I mean, you can, and, and, you know, I've said it before, you can say this is the right way. This is what is what I believe in. This is exactly the way things should be. And you can pick up a gun and you can train your children to fear and to say, we are this way, and they are that way, and they are in the wrong, and, and we have to keep them at bay, and we have to keep walls between us, because who knows what they'll do. And if the other side is also telling their children that because of their fear of you, then we are all living under fear, and fear ain't love. And, and man, I, I, the, as, as stupid as I get, as I get older, I still more and more believe that love is the complete answer to every problem there is. If we could just understand each other, if we could just communicate and tell the truth and say, hey, I'm afraid of you. I am, I am, you know, show your underbelly and say, look, I'm afraid of you, but I'm going to trust you. And, and here, let me help you eat. And here, let me help you get shelter. And, and let's, you know, let's learn from each other. Crazy talk, right? On a lighter note, and, uh, <laughs> trying to keep it interesting. I really am. But, you know, I'm going to speak the way I speak and I'm going to talk the way I talk. And I'm really grateful that you're there listening. I have uh, I have a new book, uh, Blatant Advertisement, coming up. I'm very proud of, of what I've done. It is a, a very nonfiction view of uh, a guy who makes his living as an entertainer. There are stories in it about people that I've met and how they changed my perspective. There are stories about places that I've traveled and how it changed my life. There are stories about inspiration and how to live on uh, your ability and, and loving your ability and putting yourself out there. It is um, it's something I'm very proud of, and I, and I uh, published it myself uh, last week. It is called Across the Table. Uh, it is under the name Christopher Hannibal. You can find it on Amazon. There is a paperback version, and there is a Kindle version, for those of you that like to read on Kindle. Uh, 
Uh, if you go to Amazon, I, w- I will put a link in the uh, in the description of the podcast so for easy access. Um, but really, all you have to do is go to Amazon and search my name, Christopher Hannibal. It'll it'll pop up. Um, there there aren't many uh, Hannibal authors out there. Uh, I hope I hope you'll get it. I hope you'll help to support me in my art and what I do. And I certainly hope you enjoy the product once you get it. Um, I've had a few people. Uh, from close friends to relative strangers, read through it, and they have been enthusiastic about it, and they have they have approved of what I've done. So I'm fairly confident that you'll find something in it that you'll like. I certainly hope that you do. Um, if you're going to see me live anywhere, there's I will have a, a stock of books with me. If you, for whatever reason, want one autographed, I'll be more than happy to uh, to autograph one for you or sell you one. You know, there, wherever I'm appearing. End of advertisement. Buy my book. I hope you like it. Um, Christmas season is about to start. Holiday season is about to start. I'm going to be uh, back and forth in different parts of the country, mostly on the East Coast for right now for uh, for the Christmas parties and the, the holiday celebrations and things like that. Uh, ultra busy, but I will uh, I will be gathering stories and sharing them with you here and on the blog. I've got or on the yeah, on the blog too, but also on the Patreon. I've finally come up with an idea for how to utilize the Patreon page. Uh, better than I have been. Something that I've wanted to do for a very long time is simply video myself in the different places that I get to go and talk about my feelings and, and what I see going on around me in these awesome, wonderful places that I get to travel. Um, since I'm not with a companion, if there's nobody traveling with me, I'm going to share that with uh, the patrons on the Patreon page. I'm going to record uh, short video clips, uh, mini movie clips, um, of the beauty and the wonderful things that I discover while I'm out traveling and, and share them there as a, as a special thank you for the people that are personally supporting me uh, on the Patreon page. So I'm excited about that too. Yes, I'm adding a little bit more to my plate, but my creativity lately has been at an all time high. And I find that the more I create, the more I write, the more I put cards in my hand or my feet on the stage or get across a table from someone uh, that I can perform for, uh, speak with, share with, laugh with, the more creativity happens. The, the, the more I want to, to get home and do a podcast, the more I want to uh, write out a, a, a blog post on my phone, you know, on, a, on an airplane. Um, I'm excited about the creativity. I'm excited about moving into a very creative household in a very creative city. Times are changing for me. Times are, are, are amping up for me. And I can feel the wave rising underneath me. And I'm so excited about it. And you know what? I might wipe out. I might go under. Hell, I might drown. But right now, I feel the wave surging. And I'm, I'm aiming for riding the curl. Getting in the moment. Getting in the tube. You know what I mean? Uh, about, about living life right up on the edge. On the edge of my toes feeling all the exhilaration that I can feel and passing that feeling along to the people that deem me worthy of, of, of being in front of. And that includes you. I'm glad you're here. This is, uh, I'm going to uh, cut this one off so I could, to truthfully so I can start working on the next one. I wanted to get something out to you today um, so that you know I haven't abandoned you and that I haven't given up this post, but I've been taking notes for the next one already, and, and there are... 
there are USO shows coming up, and, and I'm talking with the MDA about how I can work uh, in Los Angeles and, and do work with them and still find a way to get back to summer camp because I really, man, I want to do summer camp uh, for North Carolina again. They've, they've been so good to me, and, and my heart is with these kids and with these counselors and all the friends that I've made over the past at least 10 years. So, so that's a possibility. So my world is not closing off and slamming shut. It's, it's expanding and it's, it's, I'm getting to explore more and I'm getting to, to put my hands in various projects and, and who knows what will come out of it. I'm grateful for this life and I'm great. I'm, I'm thankful for my abilities in a way that I never have been before. The, the grieving process while completely over, will every once in a while pop up and, uh, and, and and it cost me again. But I've come to the realization, just like I've always told you, I am not my pain. I am not the things that happened to me. I am my reactions. I am the beloved that I put out into the world and the, and the hope that I put out there. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, man, it's there and it's there in abundance. And there's people that are telling you that it isn't. And there are people that want you to be afraid for their own agenda and it is being pumped out over the airwaves as hard and as fast as they can and fear and distrust and, and everything else that comes with it. And I'm saying you can rise above it. You can. You can find your strength through kindness. You can find your victory with the love that you spread out in the world. One person can make a difference to the entire world. It happens again and again and again. People are interested in why you do things. So search your heart and find out why you do what you do. And if it's really the thing you want to be doing. Enjoy your week. I I, I, I hope that if you're close with your family, I, I hope the bond goes stronger. If you're not close with your family, for whatever reasons, you know, I, I hope that you find a bond somewhere, find a heart that is open to you. Find a table that you can sit at and regale stories and, and spin yarns. I used to think that, that I was a burden on the people around me. And I used to think that a lot of my audiences were just being nice. But I have quality and I have heart and I have substance to give. And I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to giving that substance the best that I possibly can. That includes here. That includes my writings. That includes my stage performance more than anything. Because I am more alive and more at home and more genuinely me on that stage than I am anywhere else. My masks are completely off while I'm up there. While I will refer to myself as putting on my armor, that's my costume, that's my hat, my rings, my painted nail, the, the voice that I use on stage that I don't use anywhere else. It's genuinely me. The armor was made for me. I have accumulated it over a slow number of years. I'm proud of who I am. And it's been a very long journey to be able to say that. Look to yourself for the love that you need. Look to your, to your own heart for pride in yourself. It's there and you can make it happen. You are on a journey and you are ever-changing with every step that you make. 
but you can be proud of who you are for right now. You have survived to this point. You even survived yourself to this point. And that's something you can be proud of. And you can use the love that you give yourself there and give it to other people. It becomes an overabundance inside of the vessel that you're carrying and it spills over the side and you should take that excess and spread it to the world. And I am an idealist and I am a dreamer, but I swear I believe we can all make a difference. I love you. I love exactly you and for exactly who you are, even if we've never met. I know you have your own hopes and your own dreams and your own feelings and your own desires and 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 maybe your own, you know, you're holding your own self back or maybe you're exactly where you need and want to be. Wherever you are, I love you. And I'm I'm proud to know you. I'm going to go for now. I'll be back. I'll be back sooner than I was this time. I think I've covered all the bugs. I think I've got it all sluttered out, you know, the way it should be. Please support me on Patreon. Please buy my book. Uh, not so much for the money of it, although I need the money of it for moving and for expenses and, and, and alimony and rent and all the other things that happen in life. I know I'm going to be taken care of. I know it'll all be, but a reminder, if you'd like to support me, I'd love to have your support. I will, uh, I will return the love uh, or pass it forward either way. Please buy my book and enjoy it. Please support me on Patreon. Please subscribe to this channel and and, and hear me again. Uh, please go to my blog and, and read that and maybe get some some uh, some encouragement for the next day. Who knows? All I know is I'm Hannibal. And I sincerely hope that there's love where you are. Sitting on the corner, staring down the street and wall Making funny faces at the people we don't meet a whoa, whoa. Holding out of pockets for all the world to see a wall Singing our old songs, busking you and me a They always seem to want to get away from you Just throw a little money and say Hey man, now do just what you do You sing a little anthem and answer Hey man, I am Just a little more dough and I'll show you where I stand That's the plan, ain't life grand Breaking in the quarters, nickels and the times of war Breathing and dreaming and passing by the time of war, war. Thinking of the past and what we live for, then war. And where we're living now, our worries in the winter war, war, war. It's funny how she always seems to wanna get away from you. Cause you're honey in the jar, but when she's out, you're glue. Lord, it's true. You put your axe up in the case, and then you ease and making haste for the door. Then you bust it to the corner, get your busking all in order for the show. On the road, 
I wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for tonight. Bye. 